Want more of the Josh Scanlon podcast? Please. Please. Here you go. The Josh Scanlon podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Josh Scanlon podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. U.S. mortgage market statistics for 2018. This is exciting stuff, my friends. Housing dominates all else when it comes to your own financial planning. And unfortunately, that becomes a lot of people have mortgages too. And so uh, we need to take this uh, into consideration when we're looking at financial planning as a whole for sure. So let's dive right into this. Don't forget to subscribe, of course, thumbs up, comment, and of course, share this video with others. And again, I apologize for my raspy voice. It's not like I picked up smoking again. I just uh, fighting off a cold here. So let me make this a little bit bigger. All right, so this is from Magnify Money uh, via Lending Tree, so they have good stats on this stuff, and uh, I got a lot of good information uh, information out of this article actually, which I think you will too. Uh, let's see, the editor. Okay, content on this page is not provided commission by any financial institute. Okay, whatever. All right, so here's uh, I don't know who this guy is. Tendai Capfidzi. Homeownership rates in the U.S. have increased steadily since the height of 2007 and 10 uh, housing crisis. Despite this, increasing interest rates and high income, high home prices have kept the home ownership rate much lower throughout 2018 than it was during the era before the crisis. Well, also because they're not going, doing ninja loans anymore, at least I hope they're not, which is no income, no asset, no job or asset. Ninja, no income, no jobs or asset. That's what they call for loans. As long as you could fog a mirror, they give you money. Housing prices has, have recently begun to cool which may create opportunities for some would-be buyers to afford a home. But this does not mean the home ownership rate will approach its previous peak level anytime soon. Nonetheless, the, over, the overall housing market is in a healthy state with very low levels of distressed loans. Throughout this piece, we dig into a broad range of housing metrics to help paint a picture of the current state of the market, explain who gets home financing and how mortgages are structured and how Americans are managing their debt. Uh, so total mortgage debt is $10.3 trillion. Average mortgage balance is 148,000. See, I just, man, let's go down to number two. See where this tells us who's number two. That's from the Survey of Consumer Expectations Housing Survey from the Federal Reserve of New York. So that's pretty interesting. I'll have to do a, to look at that. Uh, a lot of times I'm looking at this stuff. I, I like looking at the notes, actually. Um, that gives me other stuff to read, which I can share with you. So have to look at that, actually, because uh, the average mortgage balance just I don't want averages. I want medians. Medians what really what we're looking for. Uh, average new mortgage balance again is two sixty. Um, Home ownership rate uh, share of owning about sixty five percent. So basically two thirds of all people who live in a home own it, which is that's pretty cool. Homeowners with a mortgage about two thirds of them have a mortgage too. Uh, credit score average down payment don't care about that. Mortgages originated in two thousand seventeen one point seven five trillion. Share of mortgage. This is what I thought was interesting. Share of mortgages originated by non-bank lenders was fifty-one percent. That's crazy. So banks originated forty percent of the mortgages. Credit unions nine percent, and non-bank lenders issued forty-one. And I fifty-one uh, percent. That's just odd to me. What is a non-bank lender? 
Um, it doesn't say there. So we'll have to look at that a little bit. I, I thought that was – that's one thing I saw was interesting. But, I mean, I don't even know what a non-bank lender is. All right, so let's keep going down. Uh, share of mortgages with a delinquency delinquency rate of 30 days or more is 3%. And that's pretty low, so that's good. Uh, they talk about credit scores here. 3% of mortgages on single-family homes are in delinquency with at least uh, 30 days past due. In 2010, mortgage delinquency rates reached 11.54. Wow. In the second quarter of 2017, real estate values in the United States surpassed a pre-housing crisis. As of the third quarter of 2018, the total value of real estate owned by individuals in the U.S. is nearly $25.6 trillion. So in that case, we just say $25.6 trillion is total value. We come up here to how much we have in debt, which is $10.3 trillion, and we know we have total equity. It's going to be right there, yep, about $13.19 trillion because $25 trillion is the total outstanding value. Ten of that is debt. The rest is home value, $15 trillion. And this gives me hope, actually, for retirement because, again, going back to reverse mortgages and downsizing stuff, that's $15 trillion. You're not going to be able to access the whole tire on a reverse mortgage. You don't get the whole $15 trillion. But that does give you hope to say you can have access to some of that cash for your own retirement planning, either through downsizing or reverse mortgages. And I and I just the idea of not using that into any kind of financial planning consideration, I boggles the mind. Fifteen trillion dollars of assets is owned outright by homeowners. We're only ten trillion dollars of assets is, is owned by the bank. That's I mean that's real that's real value there. However, real estate wealth is becoming increasingly concentrated as overall home ownership rates fall. Here's a very misleading um, graph. And I, I just see we can have fun with numbers and graphs all the time. But look, so we got 64 percent, 63, 64, historically 85, 87, 93. And then it went up from 95. And that's you know Clinton signed the CRA and a lot of uh, Community Reinvestment Act. Did Clinton sign that? I think it was CRA. I think it was Clinton. Maybe it's Bush, the first Bush. I can't remember. It was a horrible act. But anyway, that really, but Fannie Mae really got uh, got rolling um, badly, in my opinion, most people's opinion in the Clinton era. Uh, and they, they just, they, I mean, I'll never forget Barney Frank, who actually I have some appreciation for, believe it or not. But it was Frank, uh, some pretty uh, high rank in liberal Democrats say, basically saying Fannie Mae has got no issues whatsoever. Uh, Fannie Mae's imperfect, it's strong, and it was just wrong. It, the guys were just, it was all wrong. All bought, lobbyists from Fannie Mae bought these guys. They bought Republicans too. But anyway, homeownership rates in the 2005 hit 69%, and then we're right back to where we've been historically, which is about 64%. So that's, that. I mean, that's not, <laughs> that doesn't bother me in the least. I mean, that just shows you two-thirds of people should have homes, and one-third of people should not. I got no problem with that. New mortgage originations. Mortgage origination levels have recovered from the housing crisis in 2008. Uh, in 2008, financial institutions issued just $1.4 trillion of new mortgages. In 2016, uh, that topped $2 trillion for the first time since the end of the housing crisis, but still were 25% lower than pre-recession average, which in my opinion is pretty good. Uh, new first lien mortgages fell to $1.8 trillion in 2017. Well, that's, that's still pretty good. That's better than it was... Uh, uh, I mean, that's that's still a lot of mortgages being originated for sure. Uh, let's see. Through the second quarter of 2018, banks originated just $820 billion in new mortgages, which is $20 billion lower than it was at the same point in 2017. It's just 
higher interest rates, I imagine. I don't know. But maybe people are saying, you know, I don't know if I want to buy a home. I don't know. As recently as 2010, three banks originated 56% of all mortgages. Wells, Bank, America, and Chase. But in 2017, uh, Wells, Bank, and Ch Bank, America, and Chase, and all banks put together originated just 40%, which I, that's crazy. Non-bank lending, uh, both credit unions and non-depository lenders have continued to cut into bank share mortgage market. In 2017, credit unions issued 9% of all mortgages. Uh, additionally, 51% of all mortgages in 2017 come from non-depository lending institutions like Quicken Loans and Penny Mac. That's interesting. Quicken was a third largest mortgage issuer in 2017. Penny Mac, I don't even know what that is, issued 17 billion. It was the fifth largest overall lender in 2017. Where are they getting their money from to issue the loans? I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. That's interesting to me. Are they just going out and selling them? Like, where's Quicken? I, I don't know. I mean, you think about it from a bank or a credit union perspective, you know, you, they're depository institutions, all right? So you deposit CD money, they take that CD money, and they CD money and bank money and check and savings, they loan it out to mortgagees. Uh, but where's Quicken? I, I don't know how that works. That's Man, that's interesting. I, I don't know what to make of that. Uh, government versus private securitization. Banks tend to be more willing to issue mortgages, if uh, new mortgages, if a third party will buy the mortgage in a secondary market. This is a process called loan securitization. Securitization. Consumers can't directly influence which entity buys their mortgage, but mortgage securitization influences who gets mortgages and their rates. Government-sponsored enterprises, GSEs, have traditionally played an important role in ensuring banks issue new mortgages. Through the second quarter of 2018, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac purchased 44% of all new mortgages issued. I wonder if they buy them. Do they buy them through uh, Penny Mac and, and Quicken? I don't know. As private securitization firms exited the mortgage landscape uh, programs from the FHA, the, the VA have filled some of the gap. The FHA and VA are designed to help borrowers get loans despite having smaller down payments or lower income. That's going to be your genie maze right there. Uh, FHA and VA loans accounted for 23% of all loans issued in 2017 and 22% in the first half of 2018. Huh. In 2017, 24% of all first lien mortgages were financed through FHA or VA. Again, that's going to be Ginny May. That's interesting. Uh, mortgage, I don't want to go credit source at origination. Let's keep going down because there's a couple of things I want. Mortgage origination by um, FICA score. All right. And there's a lot of numbers there. All right, let's keep going down. Oh, right here. Debt to income ratio. This is why I like all right, so all the banks tight uh, banks have tightened lending standards relative to the maximum debt to income ratios uh, for the mortgages in response to the market crash of 2018 or 2008. They have recently begun to show signs of loosening these standards. For example, example, the average debt to income ratio is 35 percent in 2017, which was higher than uh, 2016, which is 34 percent, and 2007 is 38.4. So here's 2007 38.38. Here's 2012 with 31.2. I'm telling you, that's a big deal. If your average debt to income is 31.2, it's going to be tough to loan for a lot of people because they're so heavy in debt. And remember, that is based on your monthly credit that you have. I mean, that's your car loan, your student loan, the mortgage that you're looking at, relative to the income you got coming in. And so, I mean, that's that's 
I man, that's tough. A 2012, that is tough, my friends. It's nice to see it go back up. Uh, long-term uh, loan to value and delinquency trends. Banks continue to screen customers on basis of credit scores and income. But customers who take on mortgages are taking bigger loans than ever before. Today, a new mortgage has an average unpaid balance of approximately 260000 Wow. So there's your average unpaid initial loan size, 205, and here's what's that, 260. Hmm. That's interesting. So in 2007 and then in 2009, 205, then 2009, 196. But that's just the average loan size. That means the loan had to be approved. It's, either way, that's a pretty significant look at that going up, up, up. The primary drivers behind larger loans are higher home prices, but lower down payments also play a role. Prior to the housing crisis, more than half all borrowers put at least 20% down, and the average loan to value at loan origination was 82%. And this is a scary thing now. In 2018, the average loan to value origin as uh, is about 87%. That's not good. So we, uh, I mean, that means there's too much loan relative to the equity. That's kind of scary. We like to see a lot more equity for sure. And here we go. Median. Oh, here's a median right there. So the median loan, oof. Median loan to value is 90%. Look at that. That's the difference between average and, and, uh, and median, by the way. Here's the average, 86. Here's a median, 90. Here's a median in January 2018, 96.5. I mean, that's that's hardly any equity at all. Look at that. The median and the average, significantly different. 2000, look at this right here. 2000, and uh, what's that? 2007, the median was 80%. And the average was 84. <laughs> that is weird. Look at that, though. But generally speaking, at least since the, the crisis, the median loan value is much, much higher than the average. But that wasn't always the case. So here's a median, 80%. That just means 50% of the people are putting 20% uh, down and 50% of the people were not. Yeah, that's good. Loan to value ratio American homes. So let's take a look. The all homes loan to value mortgage. Okay. Hmm, I don't get that. Let's, oh, okay. So here, all right, this is interesting. So when you factor in, all right, so let's look at this. As of 2018, November, the average loan to value across all homes in the United States is estimated 40%, but the average loan to value on mortgage homes is 63%. This is substantially higher than the pre-recession loan to value of approximately 60%. Between uh, 2009 and 2011, more than a quarter of all mortgaged homes had negative equity. That's crazy. But today, just 4.2% too. So here, if you look at all homes out there, mortgaged and not, the average loan to value right now is 40%. That means people have 60% equity, 40% in uh, debt on the average for everybody, mortgages, and not mortgages. Obviously, there is no loan of value if you don't have a mortgage. So if you take in just mortgage homes, you'll see right here, the average loan of value is 63%. But if you, didn't we go up here, just the average loan of value, average debt to income. I thought we had an average loan of value up here. And I can't remember. Yeah, I forgot. But anyway, if you have no debt, then you don't have a loan of value. Your loan of value is nothing. I mean, you got no loan. Loan of value, that's that mortgage origination. But if you don't have, if, I just wonder what the average loan of value is if you don't have, uh, if you take out the people who've had their house paid off. I, be, I, I bet it's 
So this average loan of value at mortgage origination, not currently. I don't know. Anyway, that's interesting. Delinquency rates have fallen off a cliff. That's good. I mean, look at that. We're down to 3.01%, which is down to, I mean, we're talking, I mean, pretty the lowest we've seen since 2007. That's good. Mortgage debt. I mean, this, this one's huge right here. I mean, the debt service payments as a percentage of disposable income. I mean, look at that. The lowest has been for 20 years, 4.2%. Even in April 2000, it's 5.57. Americans continue to manage mortgage, manage mortgage debt well. Current homeowners have mortgage payments that make up an average of just 15% of their average household income. In quarter three of 2018, mortgage delinquency rates were 3%. This low delinquency rate is, well, we already talked about that, right? Mortgage debt service payments as a percentage of disposable income have fallen to the lowest since 1980. So there's some good stuff in there, man. There's some good stuff. I I, I like seeing this debt to a uh, debt service payment as a percentage of disposable income. But you can, I don't know what to make of that. I like it. But does that mean everyone's doing 30 year loans? Um, I, I even heard there's 40 year loans out there and I'm, I don't like that. I mean, you can make your average debt service to your income if you just stretch out the loan long enough to make the monthly payment seem minimal, but you're not paying any of the principal now. But uh, anyway, that's interesting. So that's some good stuff there. A lot of good stuff in here in terms of the footnotes that uh, we'll talk about. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of good stuff to be, uh, to be fond of, of the current housing situation that we see here today. So anyway, as always, hope you find this helpful. Um, Board of Governors, Federal Reserve. Uh, calculate metric value of U.S. real estate mortgage debt held by in, in individuals. I'll look at them. Let's just take a look here. Well, I'm looking at that. Owner occupied. Oh, look at Oh, man. I shouldn't have opened this because now I'll never be able to get this video done because I love this stuff. Owner occupied real estate, including vacant land and mobile homes at market value. All right. I probably won't dive into this right now just because uh, lots of. Economic research from the feds of St. Louis. Anyway, all right, we'll 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 stop that. We'll look at this at a different time, but uh, it'll be interesting. So stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe. Thumbs up, comments, always. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, now.